When you think iconic duos, you think of Fatty and Sturlo, Hollywood and Zorba, Sonny and Cher, Lena Vez and Valame. Ha! <laughs> and then you have these two wood ducks, Blake and the Pork. In 2018, these two nevils from the nation's capital had a dream. To start a Canberra Raiders podcast and make it to episode two. <laughs> well, four and a half years and 99 episodes later, they've proved miracles are possible. As they celebrate their 100th episode, let's have a listen to some of their finest moments over the years. Those two on the wings is where I want to start. Um, I want to give... I, so I, where's, where's Rappiner? Rappiner's proven his place to get back into the side from reserve grade. What? The way the game's going, you don't want to be signing players. I think you can go to the front row. The so, front row? Yes, the front row. <laughs> the front row. Of all the bloody terrible ideas, suggestions, statements you've made on this show... Elliot Whitehead to the front row is is one of these. You can pack him in. Is one of is one of the well, once upon all a time, time Josh Papali was the second row, was he not? Uh, my thing about about Schneider is looking at what Penrith did with Burton before he went. He was a half, and they played him in the centres. That is not the most far fetched idea in the world for Schneider as well. I think that's well within his capability. He defends out on that side. Uh, like you're an idiot. Right, then we've got on the extent of bench. That's a <laughs> terrible shut, idea. That is a terrible shut up. idea. Then you've got James. I'm just saying it's an option. You got James Schiller on the extended bench. Emery Gould, Trey Mooney in the 18th. Prop <laughs> shut up. <laughs> and what about the pork channeling a hawk in 2018 when he said this? By the end of the 2020 season, no Raiders fan will be living without a premiership. And I tell you that now, I make you that promise. And Ricky will take us to that promised land and you'll see, you'll all see, he will fight and he will win. And I will stand firm with Ricky Stewart. I will stand firm with Ricky Stewart because I know no one, no one is trying harder for our club. He has come back as our savior and he will save us. And I don't care what you guys say, you will stick with him and you'll stand behind him if I have to drag you there by your hair. Ha! Well, the Raiders faithful are patiently waiting for that next premiership, but the pork, well, he reckoned he's gonna keep doing the podcast until it comes around. Sure. They haven't always seen Ottawa over the journey. Ha! These blokes bicker like an old married couple. But they do share one thing in common, and that's an unconditional love for the bad and mean green machine. Ha! And how good is that? Coming to you from the filthiest storeroom Buried somewhere in the bowels of Civic, it's the Raiders review with Blake and the Pork, a hundredth episode extravaganza. Here we go.
Hello and welcome to Raiders Review with Blake and the Pork. I'm the Pork. I'm Blake. And the Blake. The, the Blake. <laughs> the Blake. It's the 100th episode. I mean, you know why? <laughs> I mean, why would we... Yeah, why? I'm reminded to all those days ago back in the ABC while you went and do your segment and I finished doing mine, you hounding me to come and do a podcast and I thought I couldn't think of anything I wanted to do less. But eventually I relented. I relented just to get you off my back, and now four here and we half, are. Yeah, four and a half years later, here we are. Time flies. Time flies when you're having fun. And, it's been a great journey. Along the way, journey. we picked up many, many people. Um, while we've been broadcasting as the podcast formerly known as the third most popular, coming to you from the filthiest storm room, buried in somewhere in the Bowser Civic location, of which we will never reveal, will we, Blake? No. And of course, brought to you with the dubious support of the Greenhouse, which has been with us the entire time, whether they liked it or not. <laughs> um, and Land Speed Records have been with us for the whole time. And of course, Audio Technica, our new friends. Came, came on, on this board. year. Came on this year. In but a big way. Also, of course, picked up a lot of friends on the way. And none less than our special guest star, Heather Locklear, and Matt Hollywood, Lenevez, all the way from the West Coast of the United States of America, Matthew. Hey, friends. Happy to be back. Sorry that I missed last week. It was a pretty. Uh, crazy week in uh, in Los Angeles here. I, I didn't have power for about two days, but Jesus. guess who did have power? The Canberra Raiders. We had power on Sunday, powering oh, over the did. mighty. Were you able to Tigers watch the game? Were you able to watch the game? I was. Um, so I lost power on Tuesday here, and then it oh, got right. back on Thursday. But thank um, God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was, As I was able to watch the game, which is great. Our performances at Leichhardt have, uh, in recent years, and there's only been two of them, uh, have actually been quite good and enjoyable, which has been nice, because going into them, I've been terrified before both of them, and after... I was confident, man. I was confident going into Sunday. I mean, how uh, can you be... I was much more relieved after the Broncos got beaten by um, St. George Illawarra, but... um, I was was there. I was was actually at that game previously. I think you were too, weren't you, mate? We Um, were all there. Yeah, yeah. So it was... It's nice to reminisce. I mean, I was actually at the previous game with my dad on Father's Day. Right. Um, back in six years ago, and and it was great to wake up. And I I, I cheated on this one. I woke up and looked at the score because, obviously, mm. once the Broncos lost, we were pretty sure oh, a yeah. spot. And and, to, and then to be able to watch a game that you know he scored forty odd points in the first half was just just awesome. It was very very good. It was very good. And I was there at that match back in two thousand sixteen with Dennis Carnahan, great supporter of the show from start. And of course, he who recorded our fantastic theme song, which is far in excess of the quality of this show. I think we can all agree. He really, he really helped raise the uh, the standard of the show. If you listen back to the very first episodes, I mean, they weren't awful, but they, they were, were awful. I listened back to them; they were absolutely excellent. The first one was so bad. I'm not sure why we went to a second. It was just optimism in in in, in the uh, in the extreme. Um, but to give you guys credit, um, before we get into it, I guess, but <clears throat> I think a lot of the people that are now contributing to this show and fans of this show. They were listeners at the very beginning, and I was too. I um I was here in Los Angeles missing my Canberra Raiders and started to scour the internet to see what podcasts are out there. And, and I had my favorite NFL podcast, and I had my favorite EPL podcast, and then I stumbled across a couple of Raiders podcasts. And the first listen, I've said before, I remember driving, listening to the Sharky, and I was like, what the fuck does this guy know about rugby league? <laughs> he still doesn't know anything. Nothing. <laughs> Nothing <laughs> <then> whatsoever. <laughs> I was like, he's from Philadelphia. And then I listened again and I realized, oh no, he knows a lot. And it's actually a lot of fun. And and from then on, I was a huge fan. So I reached out to you guys, letting mm-hmm. you know how big a fan I was. And that's when I think Blake said, why don't you come on and have a yarn? And, oh, and just... There have been some peaks in this where we've been happy and I've seen 
Blake actually happy, right? Where I've actually seen him pleased about things. The run into the 2019 Grand Final, the excitement of this. But I the arrival think, of the Ask Clan Beanie. Yeah, I don't think there's anything that's exceeded that Matt Lanevez was interested in the show. His excitement was unbridled. Unbridled. Nah, nah, unbridled. We're all... We're all, we're all- the, but yeah, it'll—you know—we're all equal when it comes yeah. to that bullshit, honestly. Oh, absolutely. And and in all seriousness, like all the every single person that's um a contributor to this show, we've pretty much picked up through Twitter. So yeah, if you want, if you want to, um, mm. if you if one day want to be part of the show, get on Twitter and get engaging. Get engaging, as the pork might say. Get engaging. Now, of course, it is the hundredth episode. Um, you know, I—is it just a number, Blake? Is that just another number? Pretty much. Is it just pretty much? Game? Yeah. If you if you if you're tuning into the hundredth episode and and expecting um, any sort of massive cavalcade of shoutouts and I've got a list of cameos. people who've absolutely refused to come yeah, on. We and tried to get some, and then it. it was going so badly. Um, yeah, yeah. We just gave up. It really it really went bad. Um, we got turned down from Graham Annesley and yeah. Andrew Ebdo for some reason. He did not want to come on the show. I do not know why. Um, I mean, even people that we offered to pay via Swish and Cameo knocked yeah, us yeah. back. I mean, we, we, they wouldn't even take money. Um, there were some quite good ribald responses when I asked for input from people, but eventually we got to the point where we realised uh, that just wasn't where we were. So you know, whatever you're here, where you, you're us. This is what Matthew was saying. You know, like you've come on board, you are part of the show because for some reason you're listening, and that's good. Howdy, Raider Nick here. Raiders review with Blake and the Pock is the best. It's the number one Canberra Raiders podcast going around. Um, we've got news. We've got big news in that the Raiders by 56 beanies have arrived. Well, they've, they've arrived and they're pretty much all gone. There's only two left. As of time of recording this, there's only two available left for sale. There's one Ask Clown Beanie, which I found, mm-hmm. hidden in the, in the bowels of the filthy story. Yeah. And there's two Raiders by 56 beanies. Um, just Google Raiders by 56 beanies. Oh, so there was three Raiders by 56 beanies. No, well, one of them is going to the prize... Oh, right. The prize. Oh, so that you can either choose 56 or Ask Clan. No, well, I've decided it's going to be Raiders 56 because all the people who are entering the competition already have an Ask Clan Benny, so why do they want another one? Right, right. But interesting enough, yeah, they've almost all sold. We've they, I listed them on social media on Sunday night, and we had a huge response. And it's mostly, I've got to say, the really dedicated um, supporters of the show that already have an Ask Clan Benny that are now buying a Raiders by 56 Benny. Well, maybe we should gift one of them to Ricky and see if he'll actually wear them on the sideline, you know? See if they'll do it because it doesn't actually say ask clown, so he might actually be able to wear this one as a well after the weekend scoring fifty six. I mean, yeah. there was every chance we were going to be by fifty six with about ten minutes to go. But I know I got very excited that we we scored fifty six, and then a few people, well, it's not actually by because they got ten minutes. Like, oh, well, shut up. Yeah, that's what we say to you. That's what we say. And, and other, one of them was my son. <laughs> in other, in yeah, of course, in other big news, of course, on next Monday I'll be going to the Meninga Medal. Just the news that everyone's been waiting for. I mean, finally, you know, it's 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 a bit of a triumph of human will and spirit. You know, you, you've been just knocked back by the club yep. so many times. You've just been such a loyal sycophant, just a dedicated um, yes man. You finally you finally got your dues. I think it's Ben Pollock um, started listening to the show this year, and I think he's I think he's heard you know me just giving you. Great, you mean yeah. grief, and he's he's yep. finally he's finally felt sorry for you, and he's thrown you a bone, and you've mm. you've got an invite. And so, all of you out there, if you're ever wondering the value of utter sycophancy and completely towing the company line, here it is. Here it there is. I'm go. going to the Meninga Medal, and you're not. Just don't get no. drunk. Just don't get drunk, and like say stupid things to players that you regret. Oh, I say later. stupid things. You to won't. Players well, that the, regret. the thing is, too, it's hopefully. Drunk. 
hopefully it's going to be a somber night because they won on Sunday. So as Benny Pollock said um, on another podcast, if, if we're still in the hunt, then it's not as a bigger night. So hopefully it mm-hmm. isn't. And, and uh, Benny's a good fellow, man. I've known oh, Benny now for probably four or five years um, over the years, and he's helped me get tickets in the odd game. And I've met him a bunch of times. So I'm glad that you can go there, Pork. Just represent and, and uh, yeah, don't embarrass the podcast, mate. Take the beanie. You, Take the beanie and get you, a photo. You won't be invited back. <laughs> How could I embarrass Take the, the podcast any further than we already do it ourselves? Take, take the beanie, now, get a photo of Rick and the beanie. Now, talking and about- And you can win yourself an Audio Technica turntable. That'll win. If you do that, that'll win. I don't care if you're part of the podcast or not. I will give you all the prizes if you can get a photo of Ricky and the beanie. I can get a photo of Ricky and the beanie. In the Ask Lamb or 56? 56. I'm not taking that from you. And there's people who have actually entered the competition to win it. I'm not ta- No, I'm not doing that. I can get Ricky in the beanie. I guarantee you I will get Ricky in the beanie. Okay, you heard it here. You heard it here, folks. It will be Ricky in the beanie. That's fine. Now, what are, we are meaning of meddling. Um, I think it's fairly clear, Joe Tarpano. You would have thought that, you know, up until about six weeks ago. But, I mean, Hudson Young has, has yeah. gone on a run. He's he gone has a run. gone on a run. But is it really enough? Possibly, I Tarps st- must have got it six weeks in a row. Has to have got. I it still six think. In a row. I, yeah, I still think Joey gets it, and I kind of hope Joey gets it just because of how good what would he's it be? done. And- yeah, how good would it be if we had a, like a, a what, what year was it? Twenty sixteen. Yeah, twenty sixteen. We the, had the, the Joshes. The Josh double show. Yeah. I'll tell you another. So interesting what are you saying, fact, Matthew? If, if, you think it'd be sort of good? I was just thinking, Taps kind of deserves it. Really, yeah. the effort that he's been putting in, yeah. in the middle for so long. Obviously, Hudson's had such an influence on the results lately, mm. but just the consistency of the performances that Tarpon he's been putting in, you know, from yeah. the very early minute to the end. And you know, it's don't get me wrong, Hudson's been great the last month, and he's, he can turn a game, unlike probably anyone in our team. But for me, it's it's kind of Tarpon um, yeah. by daylight, mm. and then Tar- and then it- Hudson by daylight. You know, Tarpon will get it, and um, he should. And look, if when you when you think back over like you know standout seasons for a forward for the Raiders, I mean this is as good as any. It's pro- possibly the best one. I can't really think of any. Oh, look, I do think Papali'i in yeah. 2019 was outstanding. That's what I was going to say. I thought Two his 2016 was, was good. I think Josh Hodgson's 2016 was was absolutely outstanding. Um, those those the forward performance. had that. He had that kind of. That Tarpany floor like this year, but he also had the game-breaking ability like Hudson Young in 2019. You know, mm. the try he scored against South Sydney and yeah. against Melbourne. Hey, he scored a good one know? on the weekend too, man. He did. And yeah, that was a great yeah, try. There was no defence. And if you're going back in time, I believe the Bradley Clyde season of 1993 was pretty damn special too. Yeah. Um, if you're looking at oh. those, and Dean Lance had a pretty good 1988. Um, yeah. So, but if Hudson Young were to win it, he would in fact be the second player in recent history that has actually gone been dropped. Because remember, it happened to Papa in yeah, yeah. in twenty nineteen eighteen eighteen twenty eighteen got dropped to reserve grade and then went on to win the the, the Meninga medal. Meninga yeah. medal. So yeah, well, yes. So that that's what I think. So we should talk about the West Tigers win. Well, it's uh, more news, man. There's heaps more news. What news have we got? So we've actually signed someone. Really? So it's been pretty obvious that yep. we've needed to pick up some forward strength. Um, mm-hmm. And we've actually find some, signed someone during the week. He's from the Newcastle Knights. His name is Pasami. Pasami? Yep. Pasami? Pasami? How Pasami. Pasami. Um, Salo? Hmm? Pasami Salo. We've seen him. He's played against us. Yeah. He's played about, I think he's played about 20. His well, body shape sort of 
type um, is actually looks he looks to be in the um, the Joe Tarpany mold. Yeah, he's a large second rower sort of guy. But he 190 is... centimeters, 103 kilos. So that sort of that rangy sort of type of forward, which seems to be doing very well in the NRL these what days. What I want to find out with this kid is he's. I saw a lot of pictures from him playing his last game for Newcastle that was online. He's been a Newcastle fan since he yeah. was. He's drawn breath, and now yep. he's leaving. So I'm sort of interested as to why he's leaving. Um, and I hope it's for opportunity down here because he looks like the sort of thing we need. But, you know, I'm happy that he's coming down here. I think it's good. And, and then he'll join up with Tom Starling, Hudson Young, Joe Tarpon. They've all been at the Knights and come down here you yeah. know, to get their first grade uh, experience. And he'll be one of the first that's actually had to have come here for first grade experience, you know. Are we signing him as a middle or as a back row? Both. Right, he can cover both. I would say we're signing him as both in that. Uh, what I've seen of him so far, he, he's looked pretty good. He's yeah. a kid. I mean, 24, he should be, like, that's pretty really when you... It's not well, really then if it's 24, it's going to be signed as a front row. Yeah, that's what, to me, it feels like he's been signed as a bit of a, a big middle, you know, like, yeah. trying to help give us a little bit of support uh, below Gawler and Horsbrunt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, 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 you know, we bemoan it every week. Adam Elliott's going to leave a bit of a gap here, and, and hopefully... Oh, a bit of a gap. Yeah. Just his gap. effort plays, right? The the energy that he carries the ball. Um, it's like saying the Sydney heads is a bit of a gap. Yeah. Well, and <laughs> Matt, as I was saying, I don't know if you listened to last week's show, but uh, at at the when they had the presentation of the departing players, um, Don Fernand Jr. was still trying to convince him to maybe that he could somehow renege on his deal or backflip. And you could tell that he, uh, yeah, he'd, he, he'd probably love to say. But, you know... Well, there's a, there's only one possible way I can see. Stop that saying this. There's Stop only one possible this. way, and that is Stop that his deal this. is in any way tied to the tenure of Adam O'Brien. I guarantee you it's not. No one is putting a buddy O'Brien clause in their, in their deal to sign for the Newcastle Knights. No one's going to Newcastle Knights because they want to play under Adam O'Brien. There's no Who O'Brien the clause. No like, that's O'Brien the only clause. way I can see it would be there. That, there there's might not. be a clause. There's not. There's no Mind not. you, if I were there, I'd be hanging on to a coach in order to get Adam Elliott aside because he'd been so damn good. Yeah. Hey, well, I mean, I don't know if he can turn them around, but more news. What? On on the front, there's John Bateman. There's talk that he's returning to the NRL. Mm. Safe to say it's it won't what? be to this club from from everything that we know very and understand. Very I safe mean, to say. I'd welcome him back, but yeah, I don't, a, I don't think we've got the money in the cap to sign him because he's coming back. And a crock. Yes. Is his shoulder stuffed anyway? Well, I mean, so. uh, as I've said previously on this show, as soon as anyone's leaving this club, I try and say they're no good and they're, yeah, yeah. they're, oh, they're, they're busted anyway. and we're, you know, we we're happy to see them. Anyway. Yeah. It may be true in his case. I don't think he's set the Super League on fire um, on his return. And yeah, he's he's not that old, but you know, his shoulders may be done. So yeah, I don't know, man. Like, It's a tricky one. Like The rumours coming out at the uh, captain's finals thing that he told Elliot Whitehead to let people know that He's yeah. in coming back to the NRL, but then on top of that, uh, he's got a long-term deal, so they'd have to probably sign some kind of transfer. I don't think yeah. the Raiders would do that. But no. well, he's about well, to turn I, twenty-nine. Yeah. I know John, um, um, so I don't know. I don't want to go out and ask him, but I. Well, I, why I don't you? Way. What what what's the point of having you on the show if you're not going to? I, I make text, Ricky. I'll I text make him right now. Yeah, I make <laughs> I make um I make the pork text Ricky all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And sometimes he gets uh, right. Uh, Shall I read yeah, his responses? Yeah. Who is this? Look, mate, I, 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 think he's, <laughs> <laughs> I think Johnny Bateman's an absolute weapon and he turned our side around, yeah. not single-handedly, but he was one of the most integral things. Mate, he's, he was such a good player and yeah. he still would be. 
his speed and his ability to play different and different angles. He's just such a hard thing to handle. But whether we whether we're going to pay him the money, we're not going to do it. Yeah. But no. when you saw on a ground level, um, up close and personal, what he did to inspire his teammates on the field right. and the fans, and just bring the energy. Like he's mm. he's one of a kind. He's I, a special. He's a special player. He's one, I'd love to have him back. I talked I don't to think Josh Hodgson about it, and I said, you know, it wasn't just he was a good player because he was, and it wasn't just because the um, enthusiasm he brought in. It was because when you looked in his eyes, there was something not quite right, and the opponent saw that too. And it was sort of like, oh, if I take you on, I don't know what I'm getting. There was a wild card element to that guy that put people on the back foot straight away, and it didn't matter who they were. And I've, we've said it before. I've told, reminded you all about the time with. Gallon shaped up and then went down and Fafita went in and went down as well. And it was like they saw something and they went, this guy's nuts. And it put mm-hmm. them on the back foot and it gained the ascendancy of those moments, which we otherwise don't get because he just knew how to be a brawler in that really dangerous, you know, Tom Hardy and Peaky Blinders style. Well, mate, how, I mean, in a, in, a, in, a sport of, in a sport of big bodies and, and big men and aggression, and he was not the biggest fella and yet he had that much impact oh my god but obviously you know that's many years ago and we've now got our own weapon in Hutto Young and we can move on I guess but it's it's funny you know because when um, John Bateman uh, don't do that Jim. don't do that Just take your freaking pen it's the 100th don't do episode the pen. You know, you know, take do you know who that is pen. do you know who does that that's the Braith and Asta is it yeah, Brayton Astor does that on three sixty. It's very <laughs> annoying. It's very annoying. I mean, at least you know Kerry O'Brien had the green bic. That didn't click. That was okay. It didn't rattle and didn't click. You've been rattling that pen uh-huh. the whole time next to the microphone today, <laughs> and I, it's worse when I go back and I listen to it editing it through my uh, through headphones. It just drives me insane. You know, people. Every week, have... every week before we come on, I have to search our office for a clicky pen so I can get down here with one so I can torment Blake. And I do it for you, the listeners. The only good thing, the only good thing about you and your clicky pens, is I haven't had to buy a pen in the last hundred episodes, four and a half years, whatever. Because you always leave them behind. I get them, I leave them behind. But I I keep finding them. This, this was. I had to search loud, long. I had to rip this one out of my boss's drawer. Anyway, when John Bateman, um, when John Bateman left, stop it seriously. You're starting to piss me off. When John Bateman left. Um, the Raiders. He, That's not a disincentive. He actually anointed um, Hudson Young as his successor, and he, he said, did. "No, he's yeah, the guy that. that can play the role, and he's going to be a future rep player. He's going to play for New South Wales. He's going to play for Australia, and it may well come true this season. I mean, in terms of form, Hudson Young's now, you know, the form, just about the form back row in the comp, and yeah, he's um, yeah, he's up there, and uh, you know, you definitely see him having a, a bench spot in a." Um, Australian team because he can come on and play through the middle as well. One thing, and it was very hard to notice anything in the West Tigers match because it was such a rout, and we'll get to that in a second, about Hutto, was in the Manly match and the Newcastle match, it was very noticeable that defence was sweating on Hudson Young. They weren't yeah. sweating so much. that There was a Jack Whiten there, and there was a Seb Chris there, and there was Jordan Rapiner, and they could see all of that, but what they were sweating on was Hudson Young, is what they were um, sweating on. And um, we got some breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news on the show. Matt's just held up his phone. I was hoping it was going to be something from um, John Bateman. John, ba- John Bateman telling her to, to piss Get off. Staffed, yeah. yeah, but no, it's the Raiders have received a boost ahead of their finals match this weekend with rising star Matt Timico signing a new deal. I'm oh, sorry, with rising star Matt Three Knees Timico signing a new deal with the club until the end of the 2025 season. Well, that's a great re-signing. That's you know, he's, he's one of the only players to have played. He and Tom Stein, I think, the only two players to play every game. 
this season. Uh, and yep. and Timiko would have played every minute of every game. He's been he's had a fantastic season. He's been he's been absolutely very good. Um, yeah. So what we were talking about uh, I was Hudson Young. My pen. Yeah, we took out Hudson Young. You're um, getting angry. The, I was enjoying the, the that. flick the flick through pass. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, which on the try that the Seb Chris try. How, oh, yeah, that, yeah, how yeah. good was, really was good. that? But that's what they're sweating on because they're seeing him now as that danger, and that's a really bizarre thing because they're not seeing Jack Whiten as that danger. Surely you see Jack Whiten as that danger, but it's not. It was Hutto they've been sweating on. Mm. That is such power because earlier in the season we were doing that trick play when we won against Cronulla. They sweated on Whiten and it came back to Hudson Young and yep. he scored that that yep. thing. And they've done it a few times now. People aren't worried about the Jack Whiten as much as they're worried about the Hudson But that's Young. that whole edge. And now you're even, people probably even worrying about Seb Chris where they weren't well, before. Yeah, what I like, his form Chris is brilliant. Yeah, what Chris, I liked Chris about... Is lo- Chris, after you, mate. No, no, no you go, mate. You. And I was just going to say, Chris's lines have been amazing the last few weeks. He's out to in, he's into our... Hutto obviously has that runaround play with Jack that they use yeah. quite frequently, either to expose the short side or to get the kick away to give Jack a bit more space or Hutto holds onto it. That's where Timoko got that try against Cronulla earlier in the year. But what I found, and obviously on the weekend in that Tigers game, that short side play, I thought that pass from um, Seb Chris back into Rapana was amazing. And then Rapana yeah. being able to catch it whilst midair. But what was also so exciting was to see them be able to get that Kotrick try right in the corner. So for us to be oh, able to go nice. all the way down the left, yeah, through that every hand. Nice. There was no trickery. It was just numbers and just trust each other. Um, and that, I love that. I, seeing us use both sides of the field, get some confidence on both sides of the field. Savage getting confidence off that kick and scoring in the try and then chesting out. Mm. We're, we're looking like, you know, I, I've, I mean, without putting a mocker on us, I, I've, I've got a really good feeling about this weekend. And, Going in as a Raiders fan, like if we lose, we lose. But it's nice to go in thinking that we've got a really good shot at it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. agree. I mean, it's good in, in the game against the Tigers. I mean, the Tigers were, you know, awful defensively at times. Mm. But we still played pretty, like, we didn't make a lot of errors, all things considered. Maybe a bit later in the game. But that first half in particular, we were throwing the ball around. But not, it wasn't crazy. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't, no. it, we were still playing pretty controlled. And we were still, you know, the passes were sticking. And I guess it's one of the things... You know, as the season's gone on, we're not making the errors that we were. At the start of the year, we were trying to play a different style of football and, uh, you know, we were making a lot of mistakes. Mm-hmm. And that was why, you know, that, that sort of ball playing 13 and stuff, we just couldn't seem to pull it off. And we went back to doing what we're good at, which is, you know, the more offload style. And, and look, that's the style that we're going to go into the game with against um, the Melbourne Storm. And that's the style yeah. that worries the Melbourne Storm. Yeah, and that's it's pressure football we... too, isn't yeah. it? It's like kick, kicking to the corners, backing our defence. We've now got some really big bodies in the middle. You think about Tarpany, Papali'i, and Adam Elliott are really got high energy plays, and then we're getting more impact off the bench with Horsburgh and Gawler at the moment than we've had probably since 2019, maybe even yeah. better. You know, like yeah. it, there's really no drop off. So if we keep playing that pressure football where we kick into the corners, we've got Hudson Young defending really well on one side, we've got a fresh white head on the other. I, I give us a really red hot chance this week, and then even next weekend, I, I, the only side that I would be like, oh, really would be Penrith. Anyone else? Yeah. I'm like, let's, let's have it out. And if we deserve to win, we'll go through. If we don't, mm-hmm. I'll blame the ref. Well, there's only really two, <laughs> there's only really two teams that we've um, looked pretty ordinary against this year. Mm. Um, and that's the Cowboys and Penrith, really. I mean, yeah. in both cases, we lost both those games, you know, I think. Yeah, we beat Sharks twice. We beat South Sydney. Sharks are, the, Sharks, Sharks are the myths of 
They're the pretenders. Oh, I'm not convinced about that. They're the pretenders. They've had the easy. They've, they've had I... the easy run. They've only beaten like one. How many? Te- they've beaten like had like yeah, one but they, team. They, they ask a few. They ask them interesting questions attacking wise. They 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 do on the right more than a lot of other teams. Um, and if if Hines has a day out, his passing game is pretty exceptional. So, yeah, and their forward pack's pretty decent. So I'd I'd love to play the Sharks this weekend. Don't get me wrong, and I don't think they deserve to be second because of the draw. But um, you know, I, I would fancy us against anyone except obviously Penrith. And I think that's our Roosters would be. I'm actually I'm glad we're not playing the Roosters week one because they're another team that I mean I know we beat them, but they had quite a few out. Yeah, that mm. day. I mean, we had some players out too, obviously, but they had quite quite a few. Out. Well, we can't play the Roosters unless it's the grand final, right? So if we win and they win, we both go up different yeah. sides of the draw. Yeah. So basically, we, we play the loser of Parramatta Penrith. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, we'll play ostensibly either the um, who is it? We'll either play um, the winner of the Sharks game. Right. Sharks yeah, I think Cowboys. so. Yeah, yeah. My thing. So we either go Eels or Panthers loser. That's what we yep. do this weekend, and then and cow sharks. Yeah, and so, and whoever wins out. If of we sharks. so, if the Cowboys win and then they get to the pre, that'd be in Townsville, would it? They'd have a yep. prelim in Townsville, yep. so okay. they'll be away, right? So they'll be they'll play away this week. But if they win, then they'd have a prelim. Yeah, Look, right. I, I think, and this is what Rick can tell you. I'm channeling him now. Rick's not even thinking about that or next week. He's thinking about this weekend and nothing because nothing happens unless we win this week, and everything else is outside our control. Control the controllables. I know a lot of people are getting down to that match in Melbourne. I know a lot of people are going down, and you've got to go down there and you've got to make noise. You've got to annoy those people with the cowbells. You just speaking of it. someone that is going down. On I was watching. I haven't had internet at my house for like last three weeks, mm-hmm. so I've been watching the Channel Nine coverage. And oh, on the goodness. Channel Nine coverage, Matt Thompson said that um, Simon Tayoon, the Raiders drummer, wasn't going to be allowed to bring his drum to Amy Park right this weekend. So I, I did a bit of digging, and it's fake news. Right, he'll be there. He'll have his drum. Talking about fake news, whoever that turd was who said there was a, a late thing on uh, Josh Hodgson getting included <laughs> on the extended bench, you're a turd. Whoever you were, that sucked me right in. I was thinking that can't be right. Otherwise, Josh has lied directly to my face. Blake's cousin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, my, my, yeah. my brother my brother will be there with his nephew, with his son, my nephew. And we were there in the corner where Schiller scored that amazing try. Schiller's um, corner. Yeah. Yep. Shiller's corner. But I got a, I, I got a feeling I, you just don't want to fall for the monster dummy and you don't want to, and obviously don't let the ref. Um, don't let him get away with too much. Seriously, I'm going to shove it up your ass. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Clicking the pen, people. It's 100 episodes. I'm cutting loose. It's the important thing. Look, it's not just Shiller's corners, Papa's posts, you know? You know? Mm-hmm. It's Bailey's corner. It's Papa's posts. It's Shiller's corner. You know? that, that that's, that's what their ground should be. BJ's firework. BJ's firework. BJ's. Eyeball. They're not going to have any fireworks this week, are they? <laughs> Jack Sinbin. For they're not no going to make. Reason. They're not going to make players run through like sort of I don't things think of fire. Ever do that again. Or... Yeah, yeah, no, no. They, that didn't Cameron so Smith's well not going to break someone's knee after a try score. That to me defines yeah. that fella when he yeah, ran in and he really knee Jason Croker in the leg. Jared Croker, sorry, in the leg. Yeah, that was Jason Croker. Jason Jason yep. Croker. Cronker, Cronker, <laughs> sorry, Cronker. Um, so it was an incredible rout against the West Tigers, and they were already at Mad Monday. The, the defense I don't know what was, they were. It was I don't know paper. what they were. I don't know what they were. They're they're in a world of hurt. I mean, you know, 
it's not an easy fix, is it? No, it's not an easy fix, and it needs to be a. They got a couple. Fix. They got a couple of good players coming in, but still, yeah. one of the reasons why I think it was good for them, and I don't want to make this about the West Tigers, but one of the reasons I think what they've done with the Benji Marshall progression from Tim Sheens is good is because it gives the stability to take the time that's necessary to build the roster and build a thing, because no one's going to dump on Tim Sheens. And the fact that they brought the unholy unity of Robbie Farrer and, and Benji Marshall together hopefully ties it together so they can get some stability in the long term and get a roster. Matthew? I would I wouldn't I wouldn't want to borrow Robbie Farrer. Neither would I. Matthew. Neither would I. I and I don't think Sheens and Farrer are the answer, but I, I don't want to talk about the Tigers. I want to talk no. about how I think we're potentially primed like we haven't been for a couple of years. I think Ricky has got this side humming so well that um we could just completely blindside this final series. There's so many teams playing well, which makes it difficult. But mm. I don't know many teams that have come in with with so much pressure for the last couple of months, stood up and not just survived, but gotten better and better and better. That watching that game on the weekend, everybody knew their role. The, the, the tries were consistent on all sides of the field, the left, mm-hmm. the middle, and the right. We were getting try scores from from multiple different players in different positions and every time we scored there was three or four guys in um support mm. our kicking game was on point fogarty has gotten better and yep. better and better yeah. we are we are we are putting so much pressure on their team by his kicks landing five meters out from their try line or one meter out it's mm. it is one of those shoe man, shoe man had, I, mean, I know he's not playing this he had weekend. a good game too he, he had, had great some game. great kicks he had the kick that set up the um the savage try mm. and he also had the kick that set up the uh emre gula no mm. try yeah 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 they're all great and foggy's kicks are just they're putting pressure i just i have a feeling that the signs are good the signs and even you know even good, if we man. don't even if we don't beat the storm in melbourne which is obviously you know it's not an easy thing to do not at all um you can. We're finishing this season with a real sense of optimism, mm. and it really looks as though the team's moving in the right direction. And there's no reason that you know we can't we can't build on um we can't build on on what we've done this year. If you look at you know that we're losing a cup, we're losing Adam Elliott. You know it's well, a loss, but it's not the end of the world. We're losing um, Ryan Sutton. It's Ryan not Sutton, the end of the world, and we're losing CNK. Yeah, but yeah. in terms of the the, the school, the team that we've built now doesn't really rely exactly. on any of those guys, and it doesn't. Adam Elliott's on... the only one. Adam yeah. Elliott's the only one, right? And then yeah. if you think about a couple of those results, and every side's going to be like, "Oh, this result, that result." But I'm not talking about the Brisbane game where we shot ourselves in the foot. I'm talking about the St George game and the Warriors game. Yeah, where potentially that's four. We still, points. probably wouldn't have finished top four though. I, I did. It would have been, been fifth. No, would have been yeah, fifth, right? Really and we would have been playing because against still wouldn't have been. But but that's that's that regardless of whether you go out the fifth to eighth is a huge difference in the mentality of the way that people think about your side. Yeah. You know, they're talking about us sneaking in and all this sort of bullshit where I, I actually feel like watching that game on the weekend, watching the way that we, something clicked about six weeks ago where we stopped trying to either defend leads and we stopped trying to win games, you know, with like just crazy plays. We just stuck to our structure. I think we were trailing in a game. I can't remember who it was, but we were trailing in a game. Might have been St. George. And rather than throw the ball around willy-nilly, we just had a couple of bad things go our way. So we just started to get back to our game plan. And I think the guys have gotten a lot of confidence from that. And then every game from then on, look at that Newcastle game. Everything went against them. And they didn't come out in the second half and play Harlem Globetrotters footy. They came out and they stuck to their structure. And now we know that we can win by doing what we know we can do. We know that we can win by doing what we... Mm. You know, it, it, that Penrith game was a blip on the radar. That's a real 
like that's, that's hard to understand. That shit happens. But, that shit happens. But I, I have a feeling that we could roll through these. I, I have a feeling we can get to the grand final. I really do. <laughs> I do, man. Even 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 the porks looking baffled by that <laughs> that level of. We beat <laughs> Melbourne. Of, we beat Para. Then we line, beat um, Sharks. Optimism. Boom, boom, boom. Well, no, we I mean, beat, like is, Matt's drinking something. I can see on the screen here. Is that? Is it? Did you send over? Some of Ricky's Kool Aid, as you you've got him drinking from the, the cup. He's been of... drinking from the Kool Aid. At what stage did you think he was not drinking from the Kool Aid? He's been number one Kool Aid thing. Look, in that match, I agree. We've started to unleash the attack. It's been it's been not there for a while, and they actually have started unleashing it. It's actually been good the way they've done the run in because we've come up against sides where they could chance their arms and get you know value for their shot, so to speak. But the good thing is, is they have been coming off. You know those um, those results have actually been coming off. Um, if you listen to Timmy Williams, Timmy Williams talks in a couple of different podcasts, right? Sam's brother, and yeah, yeah, he talks about how the last couple of weeks has been fantastic for us, and I agree with him because we're a side that we like to get down in the in the the dirty, like the the <laughs> the um. There's a bet going on here somewhere. Sorry, but, um, I just was just showing Blake for those off camera that um, I actually put a bet on quite a while back uh, for the Raiders to make the grand final. Um, so is that just to make it? That's just to make the grand final. Really? They, they gave me a hundred and one to $10, make the grand final. I thought, it's got to, yeah. And I thought, well, if they make it, that's the easiest grand you'll ever bloody make. So, I think we can. Yeah, I think we can some... too. I think we can too. Look, but again, it's just you got to win this weekend and. The Storm. Play finals, no finals, can go through all those things. Look, but on the West Tigers match, look, there were many players who played well. Timiko was brilliant. Rapiner was really good, as he always is against the West Tigers. Hudson Young, we all said he was fantastic. Fogarty, again, he's improved every single match. His kicking and his passing, his control has been absolutely... Papa, one of his best him. games for ages, like even better. Gula, I think probably his best game he's ever played for the club. I mean, it's who we were against. It was great. And Wolford was actually very good too. But I still think for mine, the $20 land speed records, man of the match award goes to Seb Chris. That was my view. Yeah, mate. Yeah, I, I, I probably would give it to Hudson Young, but I won't argue with you. Something I mentioned last week on the show again as well was um, when we brought in Wolford, that's when uh, fortunes actually turned. You look back at that point... Mm. But he came in against Magic Round against the Sharks. And look, we were in the previous games, uh, there were times when with Starling, we looked a bit lost. We looked a bit directionless. Mm. Wolford coming in is really like, what, mm. a, what a fairy tale story that's been for him. When he's been good, he's oh, been amazing. very good. When he's been I'd, good, argue, very good. I'd argue that it's, I mean, that's probably coincides with what I'd say it turned it around, was when Adam Elliott went to 13 and started playing bigger minutes. Yeah. yeah. The first game Elliott played bigger minutes was against the Dogs. Mm. And he got man of the match. And then I think he was even playing nine and then switching out to 13. Yep. And that's when our season turned around. And then obviously Wolford stepped in. Was that before so, or after um, Matt Frawley had that brilliant game at nine? We almost died. Oh, I think it was after. But I kind of think our, our fortunes turned around when Elliot started spending more time on the pitch because he just has that energy through the middle. And, like, we know that was, and that was the thing from the very start. I mean, I want to say, you know, we told you so and we know better and et cetera, et cetera. We do. We, were, we, we did tell you so. We, we, we did say from the start that Elliot should have been playing 13 and playing big yeah, minutes. I think and he was playing people, like yeah. some times in the back row. Well, and then they, got I looked back at the stats <laughs> of some of those early games. There were games where he played like 15 minutes at the start yeah. of the year. Look, like, one, of the, yeah, one of the things I'm really liking about this, and you guys have both touched on it, is not only is the team humming, but sitting just behind it 
are players that can come in. So if an injury goes in, there are players to come in right at the moment I have full confidence in. If Matt Frawley has Hopper. to come in, if the shoe man has to come in, I have full confidence mm-hmm. in him coming in. I have full confidence in the shoe man coming in. He's a first grade. Yeah, they mentioned in the in the in the uh, commentary in one of the games on the ABC games. commentary. <laughs> no, 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 on the TV. I watched because I watched the game live on Channel Nine and I rewatched it on on KO. Um, this year, when uh, Jack White they said it four from four <laughs> hasn't played, we won four from four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's the shoe yeah. man, Mister Hundred Percent. I gave it to Andrew uh, Moore before the match. I said, "You need to know about the shoe man." I said, "He's worn the six for the Raiders seven times, and he's won all seven every single time." <laughs> Did and he refer to him as the shoe man on air? I don't think he referred to. It. I think Dennis was sitting behind him and tried to encourage him, but I, think, <laughs> I don't think he called him the shoe man. Uh, that would have been good. That would have been good. Hey, it's Matt Frawley here. Just wanted to wish you all the best and congratulations on 100 episodes of Blake and the Pork. Um, I know a lot of Raiders fans love love the podcast. Um, so keep up the good work, guys. Just laugh the nicknames, eh? One of the things, Blake, you've also got to recognise, sorry, man, but I know we all were calling for Adam Elliott maybe to start, but one of the things we've got to recognise as fans is this team trains all off-season and they're not actually playing in a game. So, you know, um, Whitehead might have trained better at 13. Yeah. He honestly might have, and he might have yeah. known the game plan better. And, and it's not until you get into the game, you realise, oh, shit, maybe CHN's defence isn't quite up to where it needs to be yeah. at the moment to play 80 minutes. So we had, he had to switch Whitehead out. And that, I was thinking about that, like about how harmonious the side looks at the moment and mm-hmm. how there are certain fans that are like, oh, yeah, we should have had this, and we were calling for this and all this and this yeah. in, the pre- in the first early weeks. But until the rubber hits the road, you don't know. No, and as a coach, oh, exactly. Is it, as oh, a coach, and, you don't. You think you might know, the road no, and Josh Hodgson's exactly. knee goes. You know, but Josh Hodgson exactly. was never. Josh Hodgson was he. He tried to offload Josh Hodgson in the offseason. So I still don't buy the whole talk that we had had a bad start because Josh Hodgson went down. No, I but, when you don't have, but when you lose Fogarty and then you don't have Hodgson and yeah. you're relying on Schneider and Starling or Schneider and Frawley, like that's a big change. Yeah, that is. Now, what I was And it's not before, just the way that they play. It might be even their kicking game. Like Hodgson's kicking game's great. Fogarty's kicking game's great. One of the things that Jack White said in an interview recently when they said, oh, mate, your kicking game's gone amazing the last few weeks, he said, you know why? It's because Fogarty's got a great kick on the right, so it's giving the fullback um, more questions. So Jack gets a lot more time on the left to find space. So when Jack goes to kick, there's a lot more green grass to hit than when he was playing with Frawley. And everyone knew Frawley's got a yeah. They always knew it was going to go to Jack. So there's a lot that goes into it. You know what I mean? And as fans, we try and hypothesise, but we don't always know. But behind them is Frawley, and we know he can come into the halves and do a good job. The shoe man. She man is just fantastic. I'm glad he's staying at the club. He's such a good positive influence on the club. And when he steps up, he always steps up well. Then you've got CNK who's still sitting back there. And you know that if he has to come in, you do not have to worry about whether he's going to give it his all. You absolutely know he is. And Albert Hopawade, I mean, and, and, and Schiller, you know if they come up, they're going to step up into those roles. And behind that, we don't know what Adam Mariota is going to do when he comes up, but we know he's there. And Ryan Sutton's also going to be fit. So if we can get through this week, we actually have... Oh, Ryan Sutton can come back. He can still come back. So we, we have... How long was he out with a finger? Four weeks. Uh, it's. I think it's. I think he can play now. Yeah, right. But he just doesn't have match fingers. Here's a, but here's if a, here's a question he for you. Here's a question going off the what you just said then, Paul, for Blake. Mm-hmm. This is Blake. Mm-hmm. If we have fringe players mm-hmm. that are stepping up and playing really well, which we do, Schiller scored that amazing trite Melbourne, Hopawati's been amazing, Frawley, you know, Gula's back. Does that 
mean that we have a good culture and that our club is run well by Ricky? Because when I'm not about saying that, with, I'm not saying that. No, 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 hang, hang on a second, hang on a second. When we talk about Melbourne, they talk they talk about at the Storm. There's role players and the next man up and the next man up at Melbourne and the Roosters are the same. Well, the Raiders this year, we've had a pretty turbulent year and some of those next men up have been our best players on the day yeah mm. no i think the culture it, you look at someone like matt frawley and obviously the culture is great because he's the perfect replacement because he's someone that can come in but at the same time when he's not playing he's not going to be you know he's not going to be agitating behind the scenes you know he's not going to be getting his agent to complain about this that and the other and wants a release and he's happy playing his role i don't doubt i've never doubted the culture um that ricky's built at the club and i've never said that ricky's lost the dressing room at times i've questioned some of Ricky's decision-making and tactical nous. And I think that's, you know, plain to see for most people. And most people listening to this podcast, outside from the absolute Ricky sycophants and zealots like yourself, would agree with what I've said. Right. Well, talking about idiots. Here's love Danny you, Rick. St- yeah, yeah, we love you, Rick. Here's Danny Stewart. <coughs> it is Danny Stewart, the uh, half-brother of a uh, Canberra artist coach, Ricky Stewart. <clears throat> uh, now, in regards to the uh, uh, win over the uh, Tigers on uh, Sunday, uh, what a real uh, what a real dog fight that was. <clears throat> uh, credit to the Tigers, uh, they uh, didn't lay down, they made us uh, scrap and uh, fight for every uh, point out there. <clears throat> uh, from a personal point of view, I was doing it uh, uh, pretty tough at full time in that one, I was pretty gutted. Uh, 42 nil after uh, 32 minutes, so I uh, had my heart set on a uh, few records. <clears throat> now we could have got the record there for the highest uh, first half score, 48 nil. Uh, uh, but the boys uh, took the foot off the gas after 32 minutes, and uh, we had to sell for 56-10. <clears throat> now it was a bit of pill to swallow. I had me uh, heart set on uh, 80 minimum, but uh, yeah, dark few days for me and other Raiders fans, I'm sure. But uh, if we uh, band together, I'm sure we can uh, get through it. <clears throat> now, now, in regards to the uh, big one against the Storm on uh, Saturday. Um, we're their uh, bogey team. <clears throat> now, I'll be expecting uh, nothing less than the uh, same as what we uh, currently against the Tigers here. I'd expect at least uh, 40 nil at half time. <clears throat> um, if it's not that, I'll, I know I'll be, uh, I'll be pretty pissed off. <clears throat> now, in regards to our position on the ladder, uh, we've fallen into the eight, as exclusively predicted by me on this uh, podcast uh, three weeks ago. <clears throat> I'm not surprised. Uh, Raiders fans have stuck with the team all season. Aren't surprised. Uh, there's probably one bloke in there that's a bit surprised though. Uh, uh, I'm not naming names. <coughs> bloke. <coughs> bloke. <coughs> uh, there's a bloke in there that uh, turned his back on the boys. Even walked out of a game he eight to go. Um, <coughs> I think he declared on this podcast after round eight or so that uh, we're going to finish bottom four. <coughs> um, we'll get that up, you mate. We're in the top eight, so get that one up, you. <clears throat> One for the true believers, and uh, go you uh, green machine. Well, he's had a he's had a long season, Danny Stewart. He's had a long, long season. Uh, and like always, he's had his ups and he's had his downs. Yeah. I mean, look, I will say, you know, rounds. When did we lose that game against the Warriors? Oh. I thought we were getting the spoon. Oh, no, I never thought we were getting the spoon. <laughs> but gee, <laughs> we, we was looking. That is definitely that is definitely the low point of the season. The Warriors match. Um, and and for have, us to have turned things around, full all credit goes to Ricky. Yeah, all the credit goes to Ricky. <laughs> have we had a season that's gone so low to not so high yet? Because if we're in the grand final, we never have. But have we had a season? Yeah, that, 2012 you know, was, was this low. 
And 2012, then we got back to... 2012 was like really, yeah, really, yeah, yeah, really low. low. And then they did a run with... Uh... 2012 was really... And I'll tell you another one that was really, really low was actually um, 2006. Because 2006 was... Round one was at home against the Knights. And we lost... Was it 72 to 24 or something? It was no, like the craziest... No, that was through, no, no. The first round of 2006, wasn't that Jason Smith's first match in? How the fucking hell do you guys know this off the top of your head? <laughs> anyway, so just, just, just to pull it, no, to pull the curtain back, ladies and gentlemen that are listening, these two guys do not have a phone in front of them. They're not looking up stats. They know this off the top of their head. Anyway, so 2006, so it was 72 to 34, and then round two, we went up to um, Sydney, hmm. and we got absolutely annihilated by the oh, Roosters. Roosters, yeah. Yeah, it was like 50-something, and then we came back and we snuck. Yeah. It was bad. There was some, yeah. But then also, Stuck a win over, Sammy over the Williams. Sammy Williams had his. That was his best season. That one in that run to that. Oh, you took out two thousand and twelve. Two thousand and twelve. Yeah. That was his his best run in. Two thousand and twelve was so. Two thousand and twelve. Everything we were like. Um, Camp Easy went down again. Yeah, yeah. It was all doom and gloom, and we got to the semis, and we won week one yeah. against um, against the Sharks. Sharks. Yeah, and then we went up and lost. Um, to South, South, but yeah. that was off the back of McCrone yeah. and Sam Williams in the halves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was the year that um, that's a good forward pack. That was Dane. That was Tommy Leroy Lars. That's Brett White. That's um, yeah. Shadow Earl joined, and then that was that run yeah, into yeah, the finals yeah. in 2000. He came. Yeah, yeah. Best said, less said about that, the, the better. But you know, we we have had times when we've gone. Low but yeah, this has been a remarkable season. Back. This has been a good season because... And, and no one can say we haven't deserved to make the finals. After eight rounds, having two wins and six losses, to coming back to the point where we've actually won 14, lost 10, that's a real comeback. That's a real comeback because yeah. that's 12 wins, right? That's 12 wins and four losses since that point. And some of those losses have been hard, and we've taken them hard. But we've, you know, 14 and 10, we've we've got positive for and against. We've definitely deserved to make it in the finals. There was a narrative a few weeks ago saying that if we get in over the Broncos, you know, yeah. we don't deserve, and it's it's unfair. And that's totally gone away. Everyone's saying, that, you changed. know, we, we deserve to be in there. And we're not cannon fodder like we were. I remember a few times, you know, in the early 2000s, yeah, where yeah. we, we limped 2002. in. 2002. And then McIntyre system, one versus eight. Oh, God. And we're up against <laughs> oh, the 2002, Warriors. we only got in because but of Bronco. really drops the ball in yeah. 2002. No, that's 2003. That's the that's the, the good one. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but yeah. 2002, I think we just limp in there, and it's, we only got in there because the Bulldogs, Bulldogs lost got all, all their points, points removed. Yeah. yeah, and there's lots. This isn't one of those. This team is ready to go. But and I'll we're building. What, we're building. There, there is something, you know, that has ground my gears. You know what really grinds my gears? You know what grinds my gears, Blake? Is Taylor May, apparently, for the Panthers, has been giving a deferred suspension of two games, which isn't going to happen in the, in the finals. It's going to be able to be allowed to be taken next year. Now, I've looked into this because I assumed it was a G-up because how on earth could that decision be made? You're either suspended now or you're not. I've argued in the past that suspensions, if it's a grand final or a prelim, could be, you could either choose to take them then or have an extreme penalty for the next year. You know, like that might be a thing. How much do you want to play in this match? You know, like you can well, play everyone in this match. Well, everyone would choose no, no, no. I'm the talking extreme about penalty. You either. can play in this match this year, but what or we'll you cut did your hand off. One, we'll no, cut what off, you didn't, we'll cut off your testicle, you Tom Green style. <laughs> is worthy right now of a four match suspension. And so if you choose to defer it, that means you miss next season. You sit out next season in order to play it. 
you know, that sort of thing. It's a one-match suspension. Okay, next season, if you defer it, you're going to miss six matches. It's like a four-to-one sort of thing. You can play in this game, but in the, in the off-season, we're going to cut your finger off like... Um, who's got a finger cut off? What's his name? Angus Crichton. Angus Crichton. Because there was a guy, there was a guy at well, um, yeah, along those lines. Remember Daniel Chick? Was that his name? Yeah, Played yeah, for the West Coast, the West Coast and Hawthorne. Yeah. He had a, he cut off his finger as well. He did for the same reason yeah. because it wasn't working anyway. It but, is, but that's it, the thing. I don't mind the idea of deferring it as long as the deferring. No, it's stupid. It's stupid. How do you have, ramps up the no, penalty? You can't don't, defer. Don't don't get this stupid deferral issue and start arguing the stupid deferral issue. If you are found guilty for assault in the court. And there's video evidence. And uh, did he plead guilty? I don't know. He was, he's, there's no doubt he did it and he's guilty. No, he pleaded, you, he pleaded not guilty. Oh, did he? Well, anyway, you get... He was guilty. You get suspended. Yeah, he was. You don't get to not serve it because the grand finals, are, you know... You've oh, yeah, no, I agree. It grinds my gears. It is completely absurd. And the because thing is... It, it, puts, it puts a preface on the idea that we want our best players playing... Mm. At the best times. Now that he's not even the best self, player, no, but hear me, hear me out. That in itself is subjective and bullshit. Because who gets to decide who the best players are? Mm. What happens if you are um, playing for the top eight and you are coming ninth and you have two weeks to go? Then you get suspended. And what happens if you miss out on those semifinals and then for that reason your coach gets sacked and you lose your job? You're a toiling, you know, middle forward, mm. and your career is completely finished because you are not deemed one of the special players by yeah, the rugby league to play. It is absolute subjective bullshit. Yeah, it's some animals are more I, equal. That's yeah. what it is. Well, I, I, I saw Paul Kent turn on Andrew Abdo last night on 360 that I'm hoping this could be the beginning of the end for him and Blandis because this, it's, it, the whole thing is a fucking circus at the moment. Yeah, it's, 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 running. it's It's, it's, it's remember, remember back to the beginning of the year with Rapana. Rapana was suspended for how many games, but he yeah. wasn't allowed to do it because of the... And then because of the all-star game, but then yeah. no, they, they let Latrell Mitchell play. Because yeah. It's just cherry-picking. Uh, look, but it's not just cherry-picking. It's completely um, endemic. It's completely a symptom of the fact that this is a competition that's owned basically by a private company. It's completely insular. It's answerable to no one. It makes rules up as they want, when they want. But it's, it's not and even... that's why we get this it's, shit. It's not even that, because things in this level it's are worse. It's absolutely that. I w- no, but it's things at, at the current point in time are worse than they've ever been in the way that it's an autocracy of Peter Volandis. Yeah, but that's I mean, because this, it's been allowed to get to yeah, this point. But 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 we've never had it would never had when David Smith or whoever else was was or Greenberg or whoever was else was running the game, it wasn't run in this manner. I mean the no, the, the Volandis we've never had rules like no change. other. It's like no other. In the, the, it's, it's, it's someone is running it like a mad king. You know, it's, it's like a, fun, it man. is absolutely like a Simpsons cartoon, Blake. It's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's, but it's not like only the beginning of the season, mid-season they're changing rules. Beginning of the season they're changing rules with that rap on stuff. And now, the week before the finals they're changing rules. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It and is, it, abs- it is, and it grinds it is, my gears. It grinds my gears. And maybe it's an appropriate time to go into Ask Cloud of the Week. <laughs> Which, of course, is brought to you by our good friends at Raiders Plumbing. Because if you need arse, you need arse crack. And if you want to see arse crack, Raiders Plumbing will supply that for you. And they may even fix your plumbing. Anyway, my arse clown of the week um, is actually Graham Annesley for saying that the suspensions are down because players are obeying and seeing... They're getting the message. And getting the message to go to the crackdown. Uh, Graham, they're down because you're not suspending people, you're finding them. That's why they're down. You, Pillick, you're my ass clown of the week. Uh, Matthew, who's your ass clown? Yeah, well, he's right. you're right. I mean, Nelson Solomon has seen five different um, $1,000 fines. It's a mm. fucking joke. Mine's Abdo for signing off on that 
the bullshit with the suspensions. It's it just makes a mockery of the competition, the integrity of, of Correct. it's 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 ridiculous. And it is. It doesn't necessarily stain the entire final series, but we just know that certain teams are going to get certain favors. Oh, you, you tweeted something late in the week last week that really put the fear of God into me, Pork. About uh, I thought the refs might give the Broncos the green, the rubber, the green, and maybe not us just to try and make sure there was a big market in Brisbane watching the finals in the first week. But I'm really nervous about um, the refereeing in Melbourne just to try and keep them in the game. But mine is Abdo and every week it's Annas Lee. And I mean, it's, it's no surprise too, but all this bullshit that Vlandis has put his head in the sand. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's pulling the strings. Yeah, he's pulling the strings. I'm certainly he's the puppet master. But he's also been loud. He has more power than David Smith or Gallup's ever had. So I'm before. saying he runs it like a dictatorship. But he has enough power that the 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 people who actually own the game are saying, yeah, that's all right. Because I don't know, I don't know what interest they have in that. Who's your ass clown anyway, Blarko? Uh I'm gonna say um, Zane Musgrove for his his little efforts at the end of the game against um, oh, that was the West, stuff, West, wasn't it? West Tigers. And, he tried to uh, bend Emre Gula's shoulder out. Like, I know. That was bad, it was like man. some weird chicken wing sort of yeah, bent yeah. into mm-hmm. a flip and then what the hell was he doing? And then, you know, you're getting absolutely smashed and you're just trying this grubby shit in the last five minutes. Like, mm. what is the freaking well, point? Maybe his career's over. Maybe he's got no contract and decided... I don't know. He's, he's, a serial, he's, a serial, he's a serial grub and he's got form on and off the field that tells me he's an absolute ass clown. And I wish that um, Big Red had managed to hit him in the head with the ball. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He it. it wasn't it wasn't a bad throw. And then the other one um, who's going to get an honourable mention in the Ask Clan segment is um, one of Matthew's friends, Warren Smith. Well, still, still, still going on about CHN being <laughs> some. What, what can you find out the backstory? Did he ever run in with him in a pub one time? Or something? There must be something to this we're not seeing because yeah. he keeps on going about CHN, the hothead who was just trying to you know he's just trying to break up fights and. Yeah, he yeah. wasn't there. He, he wasn't there. not a fighter. Yeah, yeah, he's a lover. He loves shaking his little <laughs> He's a dancer, not a fighter. <laughs> Look, in, in this 100th episode, I wanted to go back over because last clan of the week, it didn't come into what the 25th episode was that what T Mac was saying, our official historian of the No, show? no, that's when Listen of the Week started like was the twenty fifth. No, no, Ask Clown of the Week's only been going for two years, man. Right, right. Well, well I want to do the Ask Clown, uh, uh, you know, of the Blake and the Pork 100 episodes to this point. And there have been so many great entrance and people come through i mean i've had ask clan of the year myself it's been, yeah it was, you've you've, it a you've, great you've, honor. <laughs> you've you've your name's come up plenty of yeah, times plenty of times and that but you know when it comes down to it i i just have to say the ask clown for the period of the first hundred episodes has to be graham honestly it just has to every week he goes out there and shovels us shit that we have to eat every week explaining away things in the most magical magical way i mean and just you know saying that the suspensions were down because players were heating the crack down. It's that sort of stuff that, for me, earns him the arse clown of the first 100 episodes. So congratulations to you, Graham. One my, well, my arse clown of, 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 the, of the century, the 100 episodes, is yeah. it has to be Volandis. It has to be Volandis. Just the flip-flopping, the rule-changing, the, the sort of just the things that he's just deciding to do on a whim, you know. I mean, we've gone from... How have we gone from having the magic round crackdown of you're going to get sent off and suspended for 10 weeks if you go anywhere near someone's head yeah. to like 12 months later oh you can elbow someone in the back of the head and we might find you and we might not send you a letter yeah so, mm-hmm. you know it's like, absolutely it's ridiculous it's only as bad as you know grabbing it's absolutely ridiculous how do you go from one one extreme to the other in the space of 12 months I don't know it because they are the logic. NRL and they are law unto yeah, themselves logic. now you know what defies logic and there's a law unto himself the shark 
All right, what's up? It's John once again, Shark Attack. Yeah, I just had to chuck on some Bone Thugs and pour one out for all my homies who are West Tigers fans. I mean, Jesus Christ. Like, what a joke of an organization. I, I can't even think of a team in recent history that's quit that much on a season. I mean, I'm sure I could, but uh, I don't do my own research. That's for Arnie. I'm not a cooker. Whatever. But seriously, though, you know, if I'm one of those players and that's my ownership, whatever. I'm burning Leichhardt Stadium. Leichhardt Stadium, my ass. That thing's like, you know, high school football ground back in the States. I'm burning Leichhardt Oval to the ground, all right? And if I'm a fan, I'm going to that Tigers Center of Excellence and burning that to the ground. I can't even think of anything with a more, like, ridiculous, ironic, paradoxical title, all right? Whatever. Just get rid of it. Strip it. No more colors. No more Tigers name. Go back to the Magpies. It's done. Level it. All right. Enough of that. Yeah, Raiders had to do what they did. You know, they did what they had to do. All right. Now on to Melbourne. First week of the finals. The Raiders are going to go to their home away from home. I was thinking about going to this game, but then I remembered uh, I hate Melbourne. I hate everyone that lives there. It's full of nerds. And it's the ugliest city I've ever been to in my entire life. It makes Detroit look beautiful. It's like, uh, you know, someone took an architecture class in Goulburn and then went and built an enormous city and called it the capital of Australian music. It's horseshit. All right. The Raiders are going to go down there and they're going to win by four. And then uh, plus 52. Uh, (laughs) So there you go. I don't know what that adds up to. Uh, Might be a slogan for for some sort of rummies podcast. But whatever. We're going to go down there and win. The rest of the weekend, Para's going to upset Penrith. The Sharks are going to stomp the Cowboys, and the Roosters are going to take care of business against the Bunnies. So go go on your little betting apps and do your little thing. Put punch in the numbers there. I don't care. I don't do that shit because I'm not a degenerate. But if you are, I still love you. I love everybody. Go your green things. Mwah. Well, he's an idiot. I think we can all agree on that, but he's our idiot, and that's the important thing to do. You know, he's been one of those fantastic uh, additions to the show. I, I've tried to ship him off. I'm not going to lie. I've tried to get rid of him a number of times. Oh, I've yeah. had a lot of feedback from listeners in the past saying, get rid of him. He's yeah. terrible. Why do you have him on your show? Because he's going to shiver us in the back alleyway <laughs> if we kick him off, and he's made that very clear. But, so. but most people, it's surprising. Most people actually have come around to the show. Right. Matthew's yeah. come around to him. Yeah. I haven't. No, I love the shark. No, no, I don't I... love his love of the doors, but I do love the shark. No, no, I <laughs> want it in there, but it's time for Who's Got a Lift? That's uh, everyone. It's a final. It's Melbourne. If everyone doesn't play well here, like everyone's got to step up. It's got to be their game. It's got to be their game. It's like the season ends if we lose this, and they've got to be playing like it ends if we lose this one. We have a reasonable chance to win this one, but only if everyone plays their game. They've got to lift. They've got to come in. If anyone goes out there and has an amble and a pedestrian effort, well, you know what? You're the person to blame. Everyone's got to come in. They've got to do their role, and they've got to get in 100% and never stop trying. Because Do you know, do you know who I think is going to lift? Who? No one. Everyone has lifted. Everyone, you go through that team list. We should go through the team list at some point. We everyone, will. everyone, you go through the team list. Everyone that we've said in the past needs to lift. Has lifted. Okay, so Papa's got lift. He's lifted. You he know has. What I mean? Maybe, maybe well, Tom Sarling. Maybe. Okay, Tom so we've got a six-day turnaround. My, um, 
Yep. Well, I just if, if my who's got a lift, it kind of it's a bit of a throwback actually because I was at that Melbourne game and mm. our defensive line was pretty shot in that first half, pretty poorly, and we we got, we got away with Seb Chris getting that intercept, mm. which turned the game, and yeah. then um, obviously Pappenhausen went down because Jack is made rode straight over him. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but to me, it's it's just. It's about 15 minutes into the game when we get a little bit of fatigue and we're waiting for that second win. It's our middle defence. They, yeah. they they were punching a few big holes in the middle, um, and then Melbourne have a pretty have a pretty smart way to play where they hit Kenny Bromwich on the left, and they go left again, and it, they try to expose Fogarty um, defending on the right. So that particular game, they made three breaks down that side. Um, yeah, that's the side we're all worried. That's the side we're all worried about. Worried. It's it's that, that their side. left so attack on Fogarty, our right side. Whitehead. It's that fo- it's that Fogarty Whitehead defensive area. If we can yeah. shut that Fogarty Whitehead defensive area yeah. down, yeah. Jack and Hudson can push up and and crowd Munster coming back the other way. Yeah. Because yeah. Hughes is going to go down that side, and then Munster will go down on the second phase play. Mm. They're then then they've got Meany, and that's nothing. So that, to me, we're just going to get some really good. And that's why I reckon Whitehead might have rested on the weekend. We've got a really, really strong voice. Because yeah. as soon as as soon as CHN came on in that game, they made three breaks again down that side. So. No, and that's that's the thing. I mean, for all the talk that CHN's got to come into the side and, and yeah, he looked and he looked good and he's <laughs> he's just a wild, wild psychopath. Um him and Fogarty haven't figured it out yet. Their no, dialogue. No, he's, he's and, a good defender, but they just haven't got. They're not yeah, on the same page. And that's page, it. It's you know how you work together. So yeah. the team list. I'm glad that the Whitehead's you know slotting in there because that's where they're going to go. And look, Whitehead's well, that, defense isn't as good as it used to be, but it's still. I still think he's a better communicator and a better option. It's, but it's not just Whitehead. Just before we get to it, Paul, it's not just Whitehead. Like what they did in that particular game, they hit Whitehead, then they go back, and Adam Elliott tried to cover, and then they exposed him, and Starling tried to cover in that position, like the third or the A defender, whatever they call it. That if we just tighten up that. That that alley, that tram tram line way or whatever they call it. That's mm. if we can shut that down with Bromwich, we can win the game. Yeah, we I really agree can. Too. Uh, so the team list: Javier Savage is the back on one wing is Nick Chotrich on one wing, and on the other Kotrick. one is, is Jordan Rapiner. Kotrick, whichever you like. Uh, Matt Timiko in the centres, just recently re-signed. Seb Chris with him as well. We've got Whiten and Fogarty in the halves. Front row of Papali, Tarpanay and Wolford in between them. We've got Hutto Young and Elliot Whitehead in the second row. Adam Elliot at 13. On the bench is Tom Starling in the 14 jersey with Big Emre, Turkish Delight, sitting there in the 15 jersey. Big Red, uh, Corey Horsburgh, 16, and CHN in the 17. For the Storm. They have Nick Meany named at the back, number one. That's not how they've been playing. They've been no. playing Munster at the back and Meany at 5'8". But then they've got Nofaluma. No, they've, been naming, they've been naming Munster at six, though. Yeah, 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 to, yeah that's yeah, right. But yeah. he's been playing at the one. Yeah, so they've got That's what will happen, I Meany named at the back. You've got Nofa on one wing. You've got Xavier Coach back from injury on the other wing. You've got uh, Marion Sevy in the centres with Justin Olam, who has had a hell of a season. Um, Justin Olam has been, you know... Really good for them. Sevi Sevi is is not like so their good. their Achilles heel. Yeah, I mean that he that's the wings, the two wingers they've now got with um, Nofaluma and um, Coates. Coates. They're looking pretty strong there, but Seve is still yeah, and, still and, the weak point. And, and that's, if there that's, is a weak point for Nofaluma, it's his defence, and he'll be absolutely. Standing, he's he'll always be standing been. Next a, to he's Marion always. Seve. I have friends that are um, Tigers fans, and they they're like, yeah, great. He scores. Um, 23 tries a year and fantasy points, but they he lets in two tries a game now and then. Like, he's yeah. he's a liability. Not so really that's where we're going. We're going the Nofaluma and Seve yeah. down that side. There's no question whatsoever. And the second rower on that side is uh, Kafusi, I believe. Yeah, it's Kafusi, who's so, getting a bit 
He's he's getting oh. a bit older and a bit slower. A bit, but he's still Felice Cafusi. He's, so he's still got a fair a, bit. He's still got a fair bit of grub in him. He'll pick a fight if nothing else. Then in the halves, they've got Cameron Munster and Jerome Hughes coming back from injury. Is he right? No, he's already he's come out and he said. He's not right, and if it wasn't a final, he wouldn't play. Is it a but he smoke can't, he, No, no, he can't, he can't miss the game. But, I mean, he's the one player in the storm. Munster, obviously, I fear a lot. And um, Big Nass has given yep. us some headaches in the past as and well. And Kenny Bromwich. But, and yeah, Harry Grant. Yeah. And Her- Hectic Cheese. But Hughes no, is the one I fear the most. Hughes is the one I fear the most. And, look, hopefully with his, with his dodgy calf, he doesn't have that, you know, explosive. He's step. got that explosive step and the explosive pace, yep, and I he think does. he's going to be hampered. And I also hope that we run a lot of traffic at him and we really try and hit him as much as possible. And mm. maybe he'll play the Cooper Cronk dinner suit role, mm, and he yeah. won't. He'll avoid contact, which is probably the best thing for us. Well, if it's calf, so I mean, like it's not really. Whereas Cronk was a, a shoulder, shoulder, so it's a different sort of thing. It it really is that push off, and if it goes, it does, you can't play that in a dinner suit because you are just exposed. So I think he's going to be right. I don't think they'd play him if he wasn't right because he's not right. You know, or we'll see him pull out, whatever. But then you got yeah. Jesse Bromwich and Nass in the front row. Somehow Nass is still playing without getting suspended because, of course, he has heeded the crackdown on. <laughs> The high tackles, that's why. Uh, Harry Grant, who has Those been... Those fines are really starting to hurt. Really, They've added really up. started to hurt him. He said uh, he's not going to do any more cheap shots or elbows. No, it's starting to take food out of his kid's mouth. Uh, Harry Grant's at nine. He's... Uh, I once saw him put food into his own mouth. I was at the Sydney airport once, and I watched him inhale a hamburger in two bites. It was truly frightening. Right. Yeah, no... no Nelson or Harry? Nelson. Harry Big is... Nass. Harry, I would argue, has been the form um, nine of the comp this year. Yeah, he's the one that he's the one that worries me the he's, most. He's such he's, a weapon. He, oh, I've, and he's, about, a, he's a he's a he's a big game player. Yeah, I think he's too, Matt. The form nine of the, the comp is um, Eric Panthers. Oh, Appy Corusa. Appy, Appy no, nah, I think it's. Harry. I think it's Harry. I, personally, to me, like obviously as a Raiders fan, it, 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 Hughes has caused us the most grief. Down in yeah. Melbourne, he scored two. Yeah, he's the one that turned that game out in Wagga. Yeah, um, down the short side off the scrum. But if I'm thinking about this game this weekend, uh, as a New South Wales fan, Harry Grant's the one that scares me the most. Yep. He just seems to be able to score the tries yep. at the right time at the end of the first half. And just those sort of little moments that he's, he's, yep. he knows when to go and he manipulates. He, he, he knows because of Cameron Smith how to manipulate the ruck and the ref better than anyone. That's yeah, why with that, good. remember that in the game that we played in Melbourne with that whistle yeah. and he went down the left-hand side, he scored that yeah. try and that almost got him back. That got him in front. Yeah. Like he's, if we, we can't shut him down. We can't, but we just need to be able to score enough points we that he doesn't turn the game. Send a text to, now dictate a text to Ricky now. Uh-huh. <laughs> Tell the players to watch out for the fake whistle because it could happen again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The fake whistle. Watch it out will happen Don't again. fall for the fake whistle. Don't fall for the fake whistle. Um, we got Felice Kafusi and we've got um, Kenny Bromwich in the second row. Josh King locking the scrum Who? for them. Exactly. Joshua King. And then we've got Brandon Smith, Hectic Cheese at 14. Uh, possibly his last game for the Storm. Well, definitely his last game at Amy Stadium for the Storm. He might start too. He, yeah. he may start. And then you've got Kamikamika. We know he's a hell of a player. Where's he going to start? In 15. Front row rotation. Yeah. Front row rotation. He's spot. played there before. He has played there he's before. Played there. got Chent Liero, who's the Sunshine Coast Falcons player. And you've got Chris Lewis making... I look at their bench. bench. I look at their bench. And, you know, you look at big games and often it comes down to the impact off the bench. Our bench looks a lot better than the Melbourne Storms. I don't get ahead of myself here. 
Yeah, but our bench I, looks I a think, lot better I than their bench. Three of our bench do three of their bench, and one of their bench does one of our bench. I think Brandon Smith is a better player than Tom Starling. I take our side over their side. Honestly. At the moment, I think absolutely. The, I, I think would the, too. The, the, I mean, obviously, Munster's a genius, but we've got Whiten. Um, yeah. Jerome Hughes is an amazing international player and arguably the best halfback in the competition. But Fogarty's playing so good in our system. Yeah. The one player that is the biggest point of difference compared to ours is Harry Grant. Yeah. Harry, he is, he is an exceptional number nine. And he we've is. got good nines, but we don't have that. And that's the guy that touches the ball the most in any game. So if if, if he doesn't have a blinder, we win yeah. this game. Yeah, yeah. But they've got a lot of um, finals debutants, the Storm, in this match. So Noffa's never played a finer. Noffa Luma. Can you believe it? Meany has never 12, played. 12 years at the West Tigers. Never played, never, never Meany's never played a final. <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, Seve, again, I, again, someone coming from the Bulldogs. Yeah. <laughs> Seve, I don't think, has played a final. I don't think, um, and I could be wrong on this one, but I don't think uh, Josh King has played a final. I could be wrong about that. I'm not sure about whether Liero or Lewis played finals last year. I, I'm not sure whether they did or uh, not, but if they have, they're not many. I think... They I'm went not, to Mad Monday. I'm not sure I'm not sure whether CHN or Horsburgh have played finals. I'm pretty sure Adam Elliott hasn't. I'm pretty sure. Horsburgh played in the 2019 grand final, didn't he? Adam Elliott. Yeah, Adam, yeah. Elliott no, Adam, Adam Elliott has Adam not. No, Adam Elliott Adam Elliott hasn't. Has Zach not. Wolford hasn't. I'm not sure about Fogarty. Was he in there, the Titans? Last year, last year, yeah. Last okay, year. so he has. Seb Chris, Timoko and Savage all haven't played finals. So we've got a few debutants too. But look, in the... It, in the downtime, I did some stats about the Melbourne Storm season, right? I went and had a look at it, right? And we all know they're an attacking machine because, of course, their for and against uh, is 657-4 and 410 over the season, which is a 10-point win, scoring 27.4 and conceding 17.1. Now, that's pretty, pretty, uh, pretty big, I don't think you'd agree. But then 11 of their matches have been against those sides who played in the bottom eight this season. They won 10 of those matches and lost one. Their for and against, against that, ends up being 438 to 136 conceded. That is a almost a 40-point win to a 12-point loss. So it's a 28-point win on average against the bottom eight. So that's where they're really making their ground up. So then when you come to the top eight, they played 13 games against the top eight for five wins and eight losses. Their for and against is 220 versus 268, which ends up being, on average, about a three-point loss. Now, on top of that, when you look at it, their last win, so they won at home. Sorry, no, they lost that match to the Roosters. Their last match where they won against top eight side was against the Panthers when they beat that reserve grade side 16 points to nil. It was missing um, uh, Cleary, was missing Luai in there amongst other players as well. I think James Fisher-Harris. They beat them 16 points to nil, right? But then the next time you go back and find that they actually won a match was the Roosters when they lost Cleary, uh, when they lost Keary and Sam Walker early in that match. Um, and they beat them 26 to 18. And that was down in, in Sydney. But before that, it wasn't in, until the first five rounds of the, uh, of the season where they beat, um, they lost to the Eels at home in that one where um, what's his name bust his knee in the last play. Who's going up to the Dolphins? Can't remember his name. Ray Stone. Um, they beat yeah. us in Wagga. And they beat the Sharks at home 34 to 18. That's the last time they've really done it. Against the top eight sides, they've got losses against this season, against the Panthers away, at Cowboys away. They've got losses against the Sharks away. Raiders at home. Raiders at home. Uh, the Rabbitohs away. The Panthers, oh no, they won that one. The Roosters at home. And just recently, the Eels away. 
They're not running into good form no. against good sides. No. They're just not. It they're ripe. The... They're ripe for the picking because you think at the start of the season, probably round six or whatever, it was the Storm and Penrith yeah. were going to be the grand final, yeah, and, and everyone else was just making up the numbers. And noted, they've had injuries, right? They so have. They've, they've lost players and key players, and they that's have. played into that. Because if they hadn't, but you know what? Give them time again and make them have their choice between Cam Munster and Nico Hines. What would they have done? They now, take Munster every day of the week. Well, Munster's yeah. going to come out <laughs> so, this weekend. He's, I think, I know what you're saying about Harry, but I think he's our biggest risk. But I don't think they would have stats... loved. They would have loved to have had Nico Hines to play fullback, though. Absolutely, yeah. Nico Hines a distributor. When we proved that when we played against the Sharks, like he did, he's, he couldn't run. They put him at fullback, and he was he 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 can't make the break, but he could put someone mm. in a gap because he's passing so slick and the way that really he can play true. slow he's and so fast, kind of like Jason, he's kind of like Jason <laughs> Smith, right? No, but I. But you're right. I saw your I saw your eyes just glaze over there a little bit when you start talking about him, Matthew. Yeah, it's been a bad love. But if you if you look back on the last couple of months, like you're saying, that that game that they beat Penrith glossed over their year. Their year's been they were looking at maybe bouncing out, kind of not necessarily like Brisbane, but they they are ripe for the picking. Well, if you think about the Raiders, yeah, that's it. Exactly. It's fifteen. It's they've won fifteen and nine and lost nine, and we've won fourteen and lost ten. Yeah. And one of those was that horrendous Warriors match where we have no excuse for not getting those two points. The Broncos, yeah, whatever. There was other ones where it's like Dragons match. The Dragons match. There are arguments for and against those. There's no argument for the Warriors. We blew that match. We should have won it. Well, no, the arguments, Matt Lodge staying down. But no, it shouldn't have come down to that. It was just an appalling. Like, and we get that. We're, we're they're equal in those regards. That's not saying I think we're going to win. It's down there. We've won four on the trot down there. Surely the numbers. Yeah, are. and lost like five out of six here against them. And yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I, uh, I think we're going to win. Well, I, I hope we're going. What I'm saying is, I think we go into this match on a 50-50. If we play our good football, we have got a good yeah. chance. Whereas other times we've gone down, I thought, oh god, by how much are we going to lose? Even all the ones we won, that's what I thought, and it was hope. In this one, and this is what actually worries me, I think if we play our game of football like Matthew has been describing, we have at least a 50% chance of winning this just by being us. You know, not with yeah, something I- going wrong with them, just by being us. I agree, you know, and I went to that game in Melbourne and I thought we were going to get flogged. And now I actually have a feeling we can win this. And, and, and not just we can, that we should, because the way that we're playing and the way that we're, we, get, we want to get into the grind and yep. then we want to start to like put pressure on through our kick chase. We're kicking early. Um, I have a feeling that we are ready for this. And if we don't win, we don't deserve it. This match for we, mine, if, I agree. If we don't win, we don't deserve it. And if we do win and we do it well, I look forward to thinking about what we do in the next match. But for mine, the biggest moment in this match, the biggest moment in the match will be when Jesse Bromwich and Nas go off and Emre and Corey yeah. come on against their people on the bench. That's going to be the moment where it shows whether we're going to win or lose. Because if the Storm hold at that moment or even go over the top of us, we're going to lose. Yeah. We, look, we got Who's to... the ref? Who's Grant the ref? Atkins. Grand Atkins is yeah, there. Yeah, I'm okay with Grand That's Atkins. That's all right. I'm okay. If we got to... The first 15 or 20 minutes, in my view, is is the key. We're not going to be able to win the game in the first 15 or 20 we minutes. We can't be blown away. But we yeah. can lose it. Yeah, we can we lose can it. We can lose it to the storm. And yeah. they'll come out, guns are blazing. Yeah. You know, and Nelson of Soft Solomon will be really ripping in. So if we can hold them for that first 15 or 20 minutes and still, you know, be within touching distance, yeah. I think we've got a good chance of finishing over the top of them because due to the strength of our bench and, you know, the yards that can be made, you know, as, as they get tired and yeah. especially through the middle and out wide as well, out on their, their right-hand edge, 
Um, you know, the one, the one thing that the one thing that I know Bellamy does more than any other coach is he focuses on the strengths of the other team, mm, and he actually yeah. he pinpoints the way that the other players play. And I'm starting to notice some habits with some of our players. And if I'm noticing them, then I know Craig Bellamy is. You know, like yeah, Corey yeah. Horsburgh. If Corey Horsburgh gets the ball off the left of the ruck, so it's a it's a right to left pass, mm. he always skips to his left. He likes to shift. So if he's if, if the ball's coming on from his right, he always likes to shift out and go out out, out and he's an easy tackle because he's got a lot of pace. Yeah. And if the other if if he gets it off the right hand side, he tries to stop and prop and just these little things like that. I'm oh no, they'll just, be, they'll know, be across them. They know they know them. You know what I mean. It's and I'm just, whether they can do anything about them. That's the thing. In previous times, we've gone to the side which is well versed right up for the thing, and we're just worried about whether we can hold on, and they're going to expose mm-hmm. us. In this one. I think pound for pound, we got a 50% chance. Now, I tell you, he's out. Uh, last we heard, he's out somewhere near Lightning Ridge. He's still on the run from Remand. Is... Oh, he's, he's on his way. He's on his way down to Melbourne for the game. Is he? Yeah, he's hitchhiking his way down to Melbourne for the game. Don't I've pick heard him up. He, well, I've heard he might be planning on stopping by the Central Coast yeah. on his way down because there's a couple of scores he wants to settle Yeah, right. on the Central yes. Coast. Yeah, but, yeah uh... but it's time to rip in with Arnie J. G'day, Raiders fans. Another dream weekend of results for us, and we get to see at least a week of finals footy. Special shout-out to the shoe man, who was fantastic as usual for us against the Tigers. So we have the Storm this week, and the, as usual, the bookies don't give us much of a chance. After 16 rounds, the Storm was second on the ladder and had 12 wins from 15 games. We were 11th on the ladder with seven wins, with a lot of our... In-game statistics, very similar to the Storm. As of now, the Storm have 15 wins from 24 games and we have 14 wins, again, with very similar in-game statistic averages. So what does this tell us? It tells us that the Storm are vulnerable and with all the injuries that they've got, they are not much better than us on paper. As far as game results go since the round of 16, the Storm have lost to the Sharks 28-6, lost to us 20 to 16, lost to the Rabbits 24-12, lost to the Roosters 18-14 and lost to Para last weekend 22 to 14. The only notable win they have is against the Panthers 16-0 with no Edwards, Luai or Cleary. So how do we win? Over the last couple of months the Storm have lost games where their forwards have been really bullied up front. So our forwards need to take our angry pills, go on a no-sex ban and get ready to tackle as well as we have tackled all season. Get up and Belden. We need to stop Munster, Harry Grant, Hughes and Brandon Smith. Justin, Justin Olam is also worth a mention as he is a good power runner, but that is all he is. He can't step or swerve, so get in front and hit him. We also need to test out Hughes's calf and Meany's shoulder. Yes, that's right, folks. It's finals time. When we are attacking, we need to keep doing what we have been doing really well with Hudson Young, Tarpany and Papa, Savage looking for offloads and get the ball out to our centres in space. The Storm are beatable this week. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise, but we need to tackle well and be crisp and clean with the ball. Enjoy your finals footy this week and go, you green machine. Okay, and like we're saying again, if you see him, 
don't pick Stay him. away. Stay away. He's he's a danger to himself and everyone around him. Um, great work this this week, Arnie. Uh, this year, Arnie, we we love you, and you know I don't, don't care what Blake says. Um, <laughs> you're all right by me. If you're going to shiv anyone, shiv him. I'll tell you. We don't know whether you, we don't know whether you're twenty or eighty. It's confusing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look, um, I've got a bit of a beef to pick uh, because Lord Funkington, who's neck up next, actually was in town for the Seagulls match and didn't bother coming down and saying, "Hey, just ripped off to the pub as soon as he possibly can." So I don't even know why we're going to listen to Lord Funkington. But he, 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 he got a video of you. Yeah, he did. Racing across the field. Yeah, you'll suck. You'll suck. Yeah, I'm on the field legally. Yeah, I want to see you run across the field illegally. Make me laugh. Anyway, I've run, I've run across that field illegally. I told you, Camera Cosmos, I got ejected. Shut up. They said you've got it. The security guy said you got to go now, mate. I said the game's over. I'm going anyway. I actually got out to the car park before my friends because I went straight up the tunnel and through the. True story. Don't do it at home, kids. Don't. It was. It was a long time ago. It was. It was the NSL. <laughs> it was. I wouldn't run onto okay. the field at an, an, an NRL. Anyway, game. shut up, Lord Funkington. Hello, everyone. Lord Funkington here. Been a little bit crook. Been a little bit off off duty for a little while. Just wandering the grounds of Funkington Manor, wondering how the Raiders are going this year. Fourteen wins, twelve of them in green. All of the other losses in some other combination of blue or just garbage. 14 wins is good enough for 8th, and that's good enough for a trip to Melbourne. And I'm going to be there with my Raiders by 56 beanie on. It's been a good year from about halfway for Raiders fans. And it's been a great year for Blake and the Pork. If we all pat ourselves on the back, 100 episodes. They said you'd never make it. We almost didn't. We don't know from week to week. Blake can't decide whether he's going to actually be bothered doing the show or not. But we're here. We want to thank you, the listeners. We want to thank the beautiful Canberra Raiders. We want to thank that glorious, glorious green jersey. And let's funnel all of that into one final beautiful smashing of the filthy purple pigs this Saturday Arvo slash evening, whatever your time time frame is. We all know what it is, folks. It's the Raiders by 56. Get into them. Well, he's an idiot, but we already knew that. Speaking of Lord Funkington, something pretty major actually happened mm. um, during the Raiders on Mix call oh, during yes. the game. Yeah, yeah. And the, Chris Coleman, who's the, who's the main caller, friend long of the time, show, friend of the show, friend of the show. Listener, he obviously doesn't. Point. Well, he obviously doesn't listen to the show that often because yeah, he obviously doesn't listen to the show that often because he said for some reason this is towards the back end of the game. Raiders by fifty six is trending on Twitter. Yeah, and I have no idea why. Yeah. And they're all a bit confused about the Raiders by 56 thing. And then someone uh, messaged in to the show and he read out. He said, so I've just got a message. Uh, Raiders by 56 is from Blake and the Pork. Someone messaged into the show. Yeah. <laughs> 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 someone did. Raiders by 56. Were you listening to the... Were you listening, how did you even know? Were you it listening was tone, to- tone was texting me. Oh, right. Yeah, tone yeah, was yeah, texting yeah. me. Raiders by 56. It comes from the Blake and the Pork yeah, podcast. Yeah. And... Yeah, yeah. Um, Apparently, Raider Nick was completely baffled and he had no idea what's going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which doesn't surprise me, but anyway. Well, yeah, Raider Nick, he's a proud man. He's a proud man. He probably only listens to one Raiders podcast and that's his own. Yeah, and why would he listen to anything else? He's He's like you. He only likes listening to the sound of his own voice. (laughs) He's easy on the eyes, our Raider Nick. Um, But anyway, it's time to look at the extended bench. Who's on the extended bench? Um, and it's a pretty competitive one this week. We've got Adam Mariota. we got the shoe man, Matt Frawley. Oh, my goodness gracious me. We've got Peter Holler. We've got, we got CNK. And in the 18 jersey, 
18th man, we got Albert Hopawate. Hopefully, Hopawate doesn't come on the field on the weekend, but if he does, you know... He'll do his job. Um, then we've got, uh, for them, we've got Jordan Grant in 19. We've got Tepai Mararoa in... Jordan the, Grant, Harry's brother. Yeah, yeah that's right. Um, they're all related. Tim, Tim, um, David's son. That's right. Hugh's cousin. Yeah, that's right. And uh, we've got Cooper Johns, who's obviously... Tepai Mararoa? Mar- how do you say it? Mararoa. Mararoa. I forgot about it. I forgot he even was at the Storm. He's at the Storm. He uh, went to the Waratahs. I know, and he came back. back to, but he went. He was back at the Storm last year. Yeah, yeah. And he, played, he hasn't but, played many games. No, he nothing. plays like three. He's played a couple of games. Yeah. He's, he's actually he's slowed down quite a lot. Then he got, was a talented player. No, he was great. Now yeah, he's he got Cooper yeah. Johnson, twenty-one, who will be the had a lot of halfback. If there is a smoke screen in there, it's Jerome Hughes failing, and Cooper Johns will get lifted into the side for half. Then, of course, we got Grant Anderson in twenty-two, who's also the brother One of, of Harry and Jordan. <laughs> they're three brothers at the same club. Pretty much Grant Anderson early in the season. I don't know if you saw some of the games oh, yeah, that, yeah. that he played. He pretty much dispelled the next man up at the Storm theory. He scored lots of tries in that first match. Oh, he's been awful. He's yeah. been absolutely... So the, the, the theory you know, the theory was whoever came up would do a job. Yeah. Well, he proved that it's not actually tr- true anymore. And that's, I think, the thing where the Storm's really come back to the field this year is they've been found out for depth. Well, they lost mm-hmm. a lot. They've lost a lot of players, to and injury. they're losing a lot. More, they're losing a lot more players um, next year. Actually, moving on, moving around. So yeah. we're going to see a big changeover in the team there. And in eighteen, they got young Tenema Pia. The one Look, we haven't, the one we haven't mentioned as well, actually, in terms of their injuries and losses, is um, Christian Welsh. He's been a big, oh, out. massive, yeah, he's been massive. And you will see that when they did the preview on the NRL site, they actually put a picture of Christian Welsh up to represent the NRL side. It's a bit embarrassing. Well, um, but anyways, I, I, saw I, saw a tweet, give... I saw a tweet that he was a chance from. Coming back. Yeah, yeah. Just like Josh Hodgson, <laughs> yeah, apparently. From his ACL, um, miraculously early. So I'm going to have to give that one on the base that we've got the shoe man and C&K on that extended bench. It's got to go to the Raiders because... Oh, any time the shoe man's shoe on the man's extended there. bench. He's, he's got to go there. Yeah. He's, a, he's a fan he favourite. Like he's five Kevin Hardwicks at least. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but there are, in fact, reasons to be cheerful. Reasons to be cheerful. Part three. One, two, three. Finals. Sweet, sweet finals we're in the freaking finals we've actually got back from a shitty situation yeah. into the finals and, and we haven't lipped in we've buddy we've charged in it's looking good and no matter what happens this week raiders faithful yeah we've got hope again hope. we've got there's a lot of shining lights coming through our team and uh just a reminder if you have a record that you want flattened it's warped that's warped mm-hmm. You can come bring in, it come into come the come land speed records. records and, and, uh, we offer that service. And look, if I like the look of you, I won't even charge you. I'll do it for free. Yeah, for free. If he likes the look of you. And if you mention the name Matt Laneves, free. it'll cost you bucks. 20 bucks. It'll be 10 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Now, I actually... If you come in and say the pork's an idiot... Yeah. Free. Free. Oh, yeah, I'll flatten it. I'll, give you, I'll yeah. buy you a beer as He'll well. He'll give you a beer and a barn me. Um, so, no, my, yep. my reasons to be cheerful... Um, uh, I guess it's it's probably a multitude of things because if we lose this weekend, I'm not cheerful because I think this side has the potential to go a lot further. And I know we all said but we're this building, we're, Matthew. We're building. We're building. We're building for 2026. No, but we were saying this earlier in the year, and I really thought we were a top four side. Um, and I still think this squad is a top four side. And I think anything outside of that is a disappointment. Mm. You know, I know we could lose this weekend, and we could still think, oh yeah, we've done all right this season. But with the way that we're playing, the consistency that we're playing and the attack and the the way that some of our 20 and 30 gamers have stepped up, I do think we are a top four team this year. Mm. So I'd like to see us win this and then win next week. And then and then I think that's probably a tick mark for the season. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I, I just like watching Seb Chris get better and better every week. Yeah, yeah. That and, is and for a guy that... 
a guy that stepped away from the sport for mental stuff to come back and some personal stuff to come back and be now getting the the rewards that he's getting, man. Like I, I just think it's fucking awesome for that dude. Eh? Like, yeah, he like, seems he seems like a great guy. I don't know if you listen to um, I know you listen to every single Raiders podcast, unlike Tim and and, 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 and yeah and, mm. and Raider Nick who don't listen to their own ones. Um, hearing Xavier Savage talk about Seb Chris and just they're just, super just, close. Yeah, yeah, just the love that he has for him and just telling him you know how what a, a great you know. Um, role model and influence he's been on him and you know it'd be hard for a young kid like Xavier to come away from family and you know far and far north Queensland yeah. not just Queensland like exactly. far north exactly. Queensland exactly even, even if he moved to the sign for the Dolphins he wouldn't be moving back close to home it's still yeah. a freaking no. long way look you know yeah. so there are reasons but I breaking with tradition I've got the listener of the week this week yeah. you do you're sorry to all the people I was going to say yeah, yeah. and I'd just like to spend a shout out we talked about the um the Raiders by 56 beanies. Only two left. Jump online, grab one now. By the time you hear this, they're probably already sold. Probably. Um, the amount of people that were backing up had previously bought an Ask Clown beanie mm. and now have bought a Raiders by 56 beanie. Mm. You know who you are. You're all my listener of the week this week. Right, so the actual listener of the week is young Samson Best out of Malula Bar. He's uh, playing in the Billy Moore Shield final uh, this week. Uh, front rower. Fantastic listener of the show. Loves it. Massive Papa fan. Yeah. When they were up there training... He Bradman's, went out... Bradman's brother? Yeah, oh, yes, Bradman's brother. Yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah. The relate... no, cousin. Oh, cousin. Bradman's best cousin. All right. Um, but... Colin's second cousin. <laughs> Colin uh, best. No, that's How could I forget of... Colin best? They don't talk about that side <laughs> of the family. Um, but uh, he's a cute Wasn't he an angry fan. man, Colin Best? Oh, he loved a fight. Great player. But when the Raiders were up training the before the COVID shutdown up at the Sunshine Coast, you had the bushfire smoke. Uh, Sam was the ball boy for the Raiders. They're training up there. and he oh, led, On you, Sam. He followed Big Papa around everywhere and loves Big Papa and has modelled his entire game on Big Papa. Has he, he got knows, a mullet? He, uh, he would grow one if he was allowed to, um, and he'd grow a great mullet too. Uh, he knows one way. He runs it straight, he runs it hard, and he runs it effectively, and that's what he loves. And he is our listener. Of, oh, and his dad is an absolute moron. I will say that without fear of correction. Simon. <laughs> yeah, Simon. Just uh, also um, brother of, uh, uh, uncle of um, Colin Bradman. And um, just uh, just an idiot. Just an idiot. He's the worst. He's just <laughs> an appalling dude. But fortunately, he's he's married well and his, his kids have grown up. Big shout out Taking to after their mother, well, who's also a, a star player out there. Um, but um, big Sam Best, you're the listener of the week, mate. Now, just before we close off for this 100th episode, we should mention there's still a chance for people to get into the Raiders Review with Blake and the Pork competition. Rep your favourite Blake and the Perk, mer- perk. Pork, perk. pork merchandise. There's perks and get porks. Get a, a banner out there. Place your pork. Show your ass. Get the stuff in the public site. You know, get your ass clown out there. Whatever. Hashtag Raiders it. by 56. Put it on Twitter. Put it. Get it on the TV TikTok. cameras. Whatever. Wave it. Get it out. Facebook. I was surprised one of you at Leichhardt didn't manage it last week, and I was watching. LinkedIn. Keen eye. Yeah, whack it out. Yeah, LinkedIn. <laughs> Put it out anywhere. Get it the thing. And you might... Truth social. Our, our prize for the year. That's an Audio-Technica audio turntable. That is, if the entry's good enough, my 7-inch of the Raiders, Woodgers... So at this stage, you're keeping the 7-inch. Is that what you're saying? There hasn't been an entry good enough. 
What were you saying about seven inches? <laughs> <laughs> um, jalapenos. Now, RDJ's honey. John Sharkey's uh, LP. Brilliant LP. Shoot out the cameras as well as a John Sharkey t-shirt. And my God, it's one of the best t-shirts. I hope no entry is good enough because I want to keep the damn thing. Now, we were discussing... Um, An 8 by 10 glossy the porks, of, of Matt. Um, MySpace page on the last... Matt, were you ever on MySpace? I was, actually. Who was in your top eight? No, we got to, we got to wrap the thing up. Who was in your top eight? No. Was top eight like your top eight bands? Oh, or top no, eight friends? Top eight a friends. land speed record voucher. An, uh, well, either an ask clown or raised by 56 beanie. Um, and this week we don't have a winner because none of you managed to do anything good with your beanie. Although, Blake did do a very good picture with his um, rubbish on the face t-shirt at the same time. But yeah. you can't win it. It was awesome. No, that wasn't me. Wasn't it? No. Who was, who was that? That was... That was outstanding. I love that it. That was the, one of the listeners of the week last week. Oh, well, they're, they're no, definitely... I don't, I don't have, this I don't have I a rubbish on the face t-shirt. That. that was absolutely outstanding. I love the rubbish on the face. Now, so coming up, either it's Mad Monday or we play either the Eels or Panthers in Sydney if we get through. Yeah. All of you, get... We play, we play the Eels. Get down to... So there's at least Melbourne, one more... Melbourne, if you can, read up at the, the Richmond Hotel... Yes, 12.30. So I went last time, we went 2016, I went down to the semi-final in Melbourne and I went to the Richmond Hotel. It's the Richmond Club Hotel um, beforehand. I had a, it was one of the best times as a Raiders fan. Um, I got there a bit later. It starts at 12.30. If you get there at 12.30, don't go too hard too early because last time I was down there, some guys, I don't think they even made it to the game. Might not have made it to the game. No. Look, and before we sign off for this 100th episode, I just wanted to give a big shout out to all the people who have made Raiders Review with Blake and the Pork the adequate product that it is. Um, I'm talking mainly of the Shark, Lord Funkington, uh, Danny Stewart, and his many different... Danny Ando. Danny Ando, and his many different guises. Uh, Arnie J, of course. Um... Lord Funkington, all of them really contribute to yeah. the show. It's been absolutely wonderful with them. Of course, our our ongoing special guest star, Matt, uh, Heather Locklear, Hollywood Lenevez. Um, been wonderful having Love you, Mum. And um, as well, all you listeners who for some reason keep tuning in and listening to it, we actually love interacting with you for the most part. And uh, your listeners, the weeks, all your people, you have, have added and made this show what it is, this adequate... <laughs> <laughs> package so thank you all oh and to Dennis Carnahan of course for the music with which we would be even less adequate love you Dennis alright anyway this has been Raiders Review with Blake and the Porks 100th episode um, I'm the Pork I'm Blake and hopefully we'll be back yeah maybe next week with either a Mad Monday episode yeah possibly with some other Ask Clowns or yeah. we'll be previewing the big game against the Panthers so we'll see you all say goodbye Matthew Goodbye, Matthew. All right, I got a bolt. We went to Redcliffe the other day. The heat hung wet around the team. The crowd had rang with screams and groans from yet another good lead blown. And we passed the point of making ace and those mad old buzzers on the greenhouse shriek and flap about burning down the club. And I think about our coach Dave F, how they rolled him in linoleum and they threw him in the lake. With three rounds left to go, we were just outside the eight. And our bellow at the tube says, and disaster here to stay. On me and wash me all away. So, Papa cut off his bullet, Papa cut off his hair. 
Fluffy got off his mallet. Fluffy got off his hair. Well, the hair was long, but the locks were tall, and locks fell by the side. Now, Fluffy got off his mallet, and it might be time to cry. Hello and welcome to the inaugural episode of the Raiders Review with Blake and the Pork. I'm Tim Gore from ABC Radio and theraw.com.au and joining me is Blake Budak from the legendary Canberra institution Landspeed Records. Hey Tim, or Pork, sorry. Yeah, well, either either is fine. <laughs> now we're here to talk about the Canberra Raiders, uh, what uh, happened in 2017 and what we're hoping will happen in 2018. Yeah, let's, let's, let's sort of look forward to the future and not dwell um, too much on last year because it was... One of those years that were ultimately very disappointing for everyone, and uh, it was probably disappointing because the expectations were so high on the back of a very successful, surprisingly successful 2016. We all thought we were going to go one step further and maybe actually, you know, win another premiership, um, which is something I've, I've begin to doubt at certain times whether I will actually see again in my lifetime. But 